0: Okay. Okay. Good day, everyone. And uh, it's good to see all of you, even on Zoom. And I hope that you all stay well and healthy. And in Mirza Hashem, better times will come. Today we are uh, in the third parak and the 20th mishnah which is the continuation of the Mishnayas of Rabbi Akiva. Now, we've uh, over the past uh, four or five times, we have discussed Rabbi Akiva's ideas here as expressed here in the Mishnah. Uh, So, uh, so to speak, we have Rabbi Akiva here with us as a scholar in residence who give us, to give us a world view of faith and of how Jewish tradition, our Torah, looks at the world and looks at life. And uh, it's very important, I think, that we view it in this way because it gives us a background, an overarching reach as to what Judaism is. Many, many times uh, people uh, never see the big picture. They never see the perspective. And therefore it always looks like a jumble of laws. It looks like disconnected uh, subjects. But the Torah is not that at all. The Torah is as Sefer us Odo. It's the book of human beings. This describes to us human life in all of its facets, in all of its ways, and how we are meant to deal with it. So Rabbi Akiva taught us about the, the fact that God's justice eventually always appears. Those that drown others get drowned, even though we may not see it, even though it may not be immediate. And then last week we discussed the question of uh, free will and the fact that everything is foretold. God's omniscience is present, but that doesn't diminish our free will Here is a uh, grand picture of the whole thing. Who are your Omer Rabbi Akiva said as follows: Akol Natun Be'eravon. Everything is given with security, with collateral. Uh, Basically, uh, there's no free lunch. Uh, banks don't lend money to people who do not have credit or cannot put up collateral. We understand that. And uh, we abide by those rules. So when we wanna borrow uh, money for an automobile, so we understand that the automobile is mortgaged until such time as we pay off the loan. The same thing is true regarding real estate, regarding everything in life. So by us, security, a Ravon, is understandable. So we should not expect, Rabbi Kiva says, Uh, that the Lord, so to speak, does not have good business practices. That he does not, uh, so to speak, uh, deal in that fashion. Rather, the Lord is also the banker that gives with security. And what is this security? Security is our lives our interests, our good fortune, our opportunities, our behavior, that's the security that we give to him. And we see uh, from Yaakov Avinu that he said to Rehvon Shalom, if you'll give me Beged Lilbosh, B'lechem Lecho I'll have clothing, I'll have food, and I'll return to my father's house in peace, in one piece. And the Lord is my God, then I'm your man. So that's my security. I want you to give me bread to eat and clothing to wear and I want you to take me home. I want you to guard me. But I give you security. Whatever you give me, I will return to you some say tenfold, others say a tenth, however we learn it, but that's my deal with you. I give you collateral. I promise you that it won't be free. You know, there's a great uh, story in the Israeli Knesset uh, many uh, decades ago, they invited uh, the late Milton Friedman, the uh, world's well-known economist, to give a lecture about the Israeli economy to the Knesset, and he was introduced by uh, then uh, one of the uh, Knesset members uh, from Agudat Israel, from the Haredi party. So the uh, introducer said, uh, "Mr. Friedman." You know, our great uh, teacher Hillel was able to sum up the whole Torah in one sentence. That what you don't want done to you, don't do to others. So he said, I know that you're going to give a much longer lecture. But Hillel was able to be concise. And Friedman got up and he said, I can sum up all economics in one sentence. There is no free lunch. And that is a basic idea here. There is no free lunch. Everything is paid for one way or another. In time, in effort, in goods. But everything is paid for, because that's the collateral. So everything that's given to us is given on the basis that we have provided collateral. And the Rabboni Shalom deals with it in that fashion. And therefore, we look at life that way. You gave me life. You gave me my soul. You gave me my existence. So, uh, it's mortgage to you. And if people feel that way, so they automatically have a higher calling in life because I'm dealing with the chief banker, so to speak. There's a big difference when you go to a bank. I remember uh, for my years as a lawyer and as a businessman, if you go to the bank and you deal with one of the lower echelon officers, or if you deal with the top people in the bank, and here we're dealing with the top person in the bank, so to speak. So, everything is given with collateral. And now he says a great description. And there is a tremendous net that covers all of life. Chazal used the uh, Example, like fish that swim in the net. I remember again from my years with the OU. So uh, we went uh, once, uh, one of these enormous fishing, tuna fishing vessels, and they have a mechanical net that spreads for miles, literally miles, two or three miles. And naturally within the net, there are uh, tens of thousands of fish swimming around. Now the fish that are swimming around, they're unaware that they're in the net. They think they're free in the ocean, but they are already enclosed in the net. And when the net will close and they'll be brought on deck of the ship, so they have been, uh, they've been uh, caught and that's it. So there's a net spread on all of our lives. And when we operate within the net, but we don't realize that there's a net. I think uh, this uh, coronavirus is really a uh, an example of this. We're all doing what we want to do. We were all uh, making plans. We were going to go here, we're going to go there, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And all of a sudden, the net closed. We didn't realize there was a net. So we gave the net a name. COVID-19, whatever name we give it. But that's a net that we're all trapped in. And now that when the net closes upon us, our choices are limited, our options no longer are varied and great. So that's the example, that's what he says. Metzodo prusa al kol all of life, we're always swimming in the net, you shouldn't think that you're out in the ocean free and clear. And that's a sobering thought, because we like to think that we are uh, completely independent. That it all depends upon me. And here uh, we realize that nothing depended on me. uh, Once you're in the net, so to speak, you're somewhat powerless. So that's the Jewish view. Within the net, you can do whatever you want. You can swim wherever you want to, but you're in the net. And eventually the net can close, can constrict, and you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. We say that davening, rabos machshovos beleviish. Human beings have many, many ideas, plans, thoughts. But Vatsas Hashem heisokum. It's uh, God's thought that is the only one that really counts, because we are subject to all sorts of things that are beyond our control. And uh, all of this is meant to make us a little more humble, uh, to uh, diminish the hubris within us. But uh, people are people. And therefore uh, the moment they feel that somehow they're not in the net, so I'm gonna tell you what to do. I'm, uh, you know, I'm in charge. So Rabbi Akiva says, we should realize that we're all in the Mitzvah. And he says, The store, meaning the world, is open 24-7. It's always open. You can always do something. So, in, uh, in our generations, we have made uh, going shopping an art form. We say uh, to people, where are you going? I'm going shopping. It's not that I need anything, but I want to see what they have. I want to see the store. There are stores in the world that are just worth seeing for the store itself. I always thought about that when I was in London. I always went to visit Harrods, not necessarily because I was going to buy anything there or I could afford to buy anything there, but the store, the store is magnificent. Or in New York at Tiffany's or other stores. People going to the Apple store to see the stuff. course, uh, all the stores realize that once you're there, they've got you. And uh, I know people that go to Herod's just to get a bag that said Herod's. So they'll buy something, now they have a bag. So the, I mean, Kiva says the world is like that too. Uh, uh, a hanus the store is open. Come in and browse. Look at the world. Look at the, the marvelous, unbelievable world that we live in. So that also should uh, somehow engender within us a feeling of modesty, a background to everything in the world, a recognition of genius. Who designed this store? Who made it this way? But again, human beings are uh, busy people. So they have time to think on these things. So he says, makif. Not only that, the store takes credit cards. The storekeeper gives credit. He extends credit. So we all know that the economy of the modern world is built upon credit. Built upon the fact that people are spending money that they don't have, but that again is human nature. So he says the the storekeeper, the who runs the store, he gives all the credit you want. You can do whatever you want, especially when you're young when you feel you're immortal. So you can do whatever you want. But you should know that the book of accounts is open. There is no free lunch. Whatever you take on credit is marked down in the book. It has to be repaid. So we know every month we get the statement from the bank, from uh, the credit card companies. Well, nobody has uh, an idea that somehow they don't have to pay it. If they don't pay it, uh, then legal action will be taken against it. Because, again, there is no free lunch. Vayad koseves. And the hand writes down everything, meaning Kavi or the hand. The heavenly hand marks down everything. The account book is uh, perfect. But today, uh, you know, with all of our modern technology, So today you pay from the phone and the phone knows who you are, right? It has facial recognition. And by pressing the button, you got credit and it's all marked down and they know your bank account and they'll take it out of your account. So to speak, everybody has a debit card from heaven And that's how the world works because I'll say call me Shamer Shakurishborhu Vatron. anyone who says that God doesn't care that he's a sloppy bookkeeper that what's the difference that that is uh, that's heresy. That's not true. He's of no value, because then he doesn't understand how the world works. So for everything, there's a cost, which is just like going into the store. There's a price tag. And we're accustomed to that. We know that if we went out of the store without paying, it's shoplifting. So why do we think that in life, it should somehow be different? You can't walk out of life without paying either. And therefore that is what he says here. Anybody that wants to borrow No matter how much you want, you can come and borrow. You can extend your credit. You know, every every so often I get a notice from my credit card company. I very rarely use my credit card because I don't buy things anymore, but I get notes from them. Uh, we're happy to tell you that we've extended your credit. That you know, I'm up to I'm good for a hundred thousand shekel now. So uh, a person is tempted to think, Oh, I got a hundred thousand shekel to spend. But in reality, you don't have another agurat to spend. Whoever wants to come and borrow, you can come and borrow. We will extend your credit. The Chazal say again regarding Yaakov Avinu, so he said to the Rabboni Shalom in the Chumash we have it that before he met Esau, he said, Asher osiso es avdecha. Katonti Rashi says, "I have diminished my account. I've used up my credits. Kibamakli ovarti es ayarde naseh, because I crossed the yarde with nothing, with my staff. The ato yisi Machanos, and now look at me. I got." The children and the grandchildren and the wealth and the, the sheep and everything. Huh? So, Cotonti, you know, I paid the. I used up a lot of credit for that. In a wild moment of what I was observing on YouTube, I was looking for a history thing that I need. So I came across a guy. I don't know how I, I hit the problem with the computer is that the computer responds to what you hit even though you don't know what you hit so anyway I hit something and I got a guy there who's telling me I had 150,000 points on Avion whatever that is and I used it all up on one first-class flight on Cathay Pacific, and he said it was worth it. But now he said, I don't have any points. So I don't know. I don't know whether he regrets that he doesn't have any more points, or whether the flight on Cathay Pacific was so great that it's embedded in his psyche forever. And he'll always have pleasure from it. But there's no question that he used up all of his points. So that's called a rotz, lilvos, yovo, He Whoever wants to come to borrow, can borrow. He has unlimited points. But once you spend those points, you don't have them anymore. So that's the question of what you spend it on. So that's why Chazal say, a person is born in this world for toil, for work, for aggravation, for frustrations, for challenges. Nobody passes through this world without that. Ashrei Mishamolo Batorah. But fortunate is the person that all of this, the challenges, the frustration, the disappointments, the efforts were for a good cause. Because sometimes they're for foolish things. They're for absolute idiocies. So you can take the 150,000 points for Catholic Pacific and think that it's worth it. Maybe it is to him, maybe it isn't. But the points are gone. And Judaism recognizes that. Judaism recognizes that whatever we spend, we have spent. And the question is now, what do we do? And now he goes to the other end. The collectors come every day. So he's not talking about the collectors that we have in shul every day. He's talking about life. Every day something happens to us we stub our toe, we have a a minor reverse, we have a financial loss, we have a moment of aggravation, we burn the soup, something happens. And those are the gaboyim. Those are the ones that, uh, it's interesting, the word gabay that we use, So we use it as a a term of honor for someone uh, in charge in the shul, like uh, our shul Moshe is the Gaba. So he gives out the aliyahs, he sends up the chazonim, he sees the Sifrei Torah already, so it's a position of honor. But the literal translation of Gabai is the collector, is goveh. Well, maybe that's why it's the Gabai also, because you make a pledge at the uh, Aliyah, and uh, he's the one that records it. He's the one that puts it in the envelope. He's the one that makes sure that somehow it should be paid. So the Gaboyim are there daily. yom <laughs> v'yom. <laughs> And they collect from people and they're always collecting. Sometimes they collect and we're aware of it. Oh, you know, I know why that happened to me. I know why. But most of the time it's Shalom Adato. We're unaware. We haven't got a clue as to why. What's involved? Because we don't see God's system of justice clearly. We don't have the time or the patience or the vision to be able to understand it. But again, the basic theme here is there is no free lunch. They're going to collect it from you. So the gamboyim come on a regular basis. And they collect, whether we know it or not, And they're correct. If you go to court, the court will decide for the gambling. You signed this note. You borrowed this money. You did this and this. You're held accountable. So the judgment is a dinamis. The judgment is true judgment we say in the Dabdnigam, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, everybody has a page, so to speak, in the great book in heaven. So it's like uh, the example we can use today is Facebook. Everybody has a Facebook page. And on the Facebook page, it says uh, exactly what the, what transpired during the year? And then it says Yad Kolodumbo and everybody signs the page. Yeah, that's my page. It didn't make it up. It's the page that talks about me. So that's the Nemes. Now, in this world, it's hard to get Dean Emmett's because judges are human and are subject to all of the mistakes, foibles, prejudices, uh, agendas, preconceived notions that human beings have. So therefore, in this world, it's hard to get Din That's why the halacha is, that by a Din Torah, we always try to make a pshura, make a compromise, and not to decide the matter. Because we decide the matter, who knows whether it's decided correctly. And therefore, we may be stealing from A to give to B. And it's mistaken. Rather, we'll make a compromise that both sides won't be happy. Okay, but that's it. And that always is the purpose. People resent that because of the fact that they feel that they're right. Nobody goes to a din Torah feeling that they're wrong. Because if they felt they were wrong, they wouldn't go. Everyone feels they're right and somehow the Besden doesn't see it that way. So it must be that the Besden is corrupt, the Besden is stupid, all sorts of reasons. So therefore the Besden says we don't want to get involved. We're going to make a compromise. We want to make sure you won't be happy, but it'll settle the matter. And it will settle the matter that you both agree to it. And then the matter is over with. And we don't have to pursue it further. There's a genius in that. And uh, we know from our judicial system here in Israel and from our judicial system in other countries as well, there is a great tendency for errors to occur. Sometimes the errors are matters of policy. Sometimes they are simply wrong judgments. Many times they're accidental, but they do occur because we're talking with human beings. You expect the Supreme Court in Israel to be above being human beings not to have prejudices and preconceived notions and policy ideas. But here we're talking about the Emmis. The Facebook page that you signed, that's it. That's true. There is nothing untoward regarding it. That's what Chazal called MS Lamito, truth to the ultimate truth. And that's a rare commodity. And finally, he concludes F'akol everything is prepared for the banquet. So, number four, Shimir deal, what does he mean? Everything is prepared for the banquet. What banquet? So some say it means the banquet that we dream of in the messianic era. So we have like a, uh, an idea that we'll eat uh, Livioson, the uh, fabled fish, or we'll eat Shorabor, uh, the fabled uh, piece of beef from the ox that there's a souda So when he says, <laughs> we, so to speak, prepare the ingredients for our own meal. If I prepare the ingredients, I cannot say it's too salty, it's too peppery, it's too bland, it's too hot, it's too cold. I prepared it. I made it, and to a great extent I have to consume it, so everything is prepared for that. Everything that you did in life is So all of this has been the uh, view of Rabbi Akiva, it's Rabbi Akiva's view of life, and it has in it great inspiration but it also is very sobering and it is meant to be so because we're talking about serious things and life is a serious matter. So this is a very important Mishnah, one that we should uh, assimilate into our psyche and into our behavior because Rabbi Kiva is talking to us. He's the scholar-in-residence. He came to tell us this. And therefore, uh, it behooves us to pay attention to what he said. So, my friends, I want to thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday regarding the Parsha Share. And be well and happy and strong. Thank you very much.